Throwing that right, out. yes. Really <laughs> All right, so we're on the council. Um, I gotta blow my nose. Oh, that's attractive. <laughs> it's rough. Uh, I feel the same way, Joe. Ken, we're good there. Okay. All right. I think they're on. No more. You know what? Maybe might be able to hear my earrings, so I'll take Could we off. have possibly made this any more complicated for you? You know what, Liz, is you're good? our own Barry Weiss. Oh, wow. You saw the light. What a, what a but not crabby not like Barry is. <laughs> but you saw the light and Barry's you left crabby. what I would call heritage journalism. No, no, we're, we haven't started yet, but we're, we're going to get hey, going hey, here. Thanks, Joe. That's very nice. Hi. Hello. How, How are you? you? Good rookie. Well, did you? I can't yeah, remember. Did you get? Did you get? Well, can, you. Hey, 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 hey! You. Per- did you get canned or did you retire? Leave. Um, I so I was demoted and yeah, I, I lost my position there, but I, I did leave on you know. I mean, you myself. could have stayed and covered. I could have high stayed and swimming. done nothing. Yeah. yeah. All right. The weather. I could have talked right. about the weather. Right. Yeah. Didn't you cover yeah. high school swimming? I did. <laughs> When that when I got demoted, that's what I was offered. High school swimming. Well, well I mean, that's that literally what job? I would have done. Uh, oh, high school sports. Same. And, yeah. And I said, "See you later." Yep. You know. And yep, I was the same way. You know, you gotta <laughs> gotta jump ship. It's been good though. Well, Liz, I, you should have just ripped the Metrodome for five years, and you would have. Yeah, that didn't help my cause. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing as the Star Tribune owned the land. Oh, there's being that. Built. There's that. Yeah. That worked out for us. All right. Fratelloni's Hardware right. Garden Stores. Joe, are you ready? Okay. All Why right, not? everyone. Why not? Rook, make everybody turn on everything out there. Lights, door. Well, leave their lights on. Is this how it works for Rookie? He rolls in like 30 seconds before? Well, he's, wow. you know, he's doing what he has to do. Okay. All right. He well, runs the airport, which Did makes I, maybe you'll want to start guess. taking the train. That's okay. <laughs> I was just wondering if this is how it is. It's like 20 seconds before you get Okay. All right. But we don't pay this any attention men. to him. We have to today because you're here. So we have to be kind of aware of this. Do you have three beverages for this show? Uh, this is oh, my uh, God. Here we go. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like cold Sorry. beverages. <laughs> excessive. Liz, I'm thinking yes. 20, 30 minutes. Uh, whatever you need, Joe. Yeah. Yep. You ready, Joe? I am. Rolling. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1184, November 3rd, 2023. 75 degrees on this day in 2020. A fateful year we're about to get to in a moment. And eight degrees in 1991. Hail the flashlight, King. Hail you! And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight, King, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense. Your mayor, Joe Sushir. We're joined in the studio by Liz Collin. I would imagine most listeners know the name Liz Collin, longtime Channel 4 newscaster, then left. I think she's kind of our own Barry Weiss. She saw the light and left uh, conventional heritage news gathering and is now with Alpha News. Has most recently written a book called They're Lying which is, who's there? 
Who's, who's the, the media are. and the left? And Joe, I want to say it's been almost a year since I've been here. I thought you guys were kind of pissed off at me. I'm going to be honest and no, didn't that's ask, my fault. ask me back because no. I used. So Chris the, was pissed off at well, me. I, well, no, I I, okay. I used it because I thought oh, we needed a best of because you know Joe just likes to take time off all the time. Oh, so um, that's what I've heard. I don't take enough I time off. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so I used that segment thinking it'd be kind of neat to get, a, and I did not realize it was almost a year. Ago. I know it's been, it's been a year, but thank you very much because um, a lot of people. People heard that show and um, had me talk about the book and such after hearing um, the interview. And so I'm thrilled to be back here a year later uh, to discuss. A lot has happened in in the last year. But the, the book, yes, is They're Lying, The Media, The Left, and The Death of, of George Floyd. And thank you very much for your kind introduction, too. I what are they lying that. about? Well, um, okay, you said we have about 30 minutes, so here goes. Uh, but, but we uh, can go longer. Don't worry about that. <laughs> the, the beauty of podcasting. No doubt. Um, so basically, the lies begin uh, very early on um, in this case. Uh, many people don't know that it's a black officer uh, who arrested George Floyd that day. You know, this, of course, became known as the most racist uh, police incident in, in U.S. history. And the facts certainly did not su- support that. There's a reason they had they hid the body camera footage as long as they did. If uh, you recall, it was two and a half months um, after the incident that it was actually leaked the very first time in Minneapolis police history that body camera footage from an incident um, has been withheld from the public. Um, they're, they're lied about the autopsy, and some of that stuff recently came to light that I know we can d- discuss uh, as well. But um, the, the list of lies is quite, quite long. What do you tell people like me when I say I can't unsee the knee? Yeah, certainly um, everyone is is troubled by that viral video. However, um, there is this 15-minute interaction before that video takes place uh, where you have George Floyd saying several times that he can't breathe long before Derek Chauvin arrives uh, on the scene. He is actually the one who's asking to be laid on the ground um, dur- during all of this. You also have Thomas Lane uh, on his fourth day on the job as an officer, and he calls for an ambulance within 36 seconds of George Floyd uh, going going to the ground. Uh, you have George Floyd, uh, who also goes ahead and says that he's not on anything. He didn't take anything, as officers are asking again and again. Uh, it, it, the, the incident itself was just made into something that the facts uh, do, do not support. That's sort of the point of the book, and also the book is a little bit of my story, and the fact that the media got this wrong, and still to this day they're push, pushing this narrative uh, that has been very dangerous. We don't have to look very far to see uh, what has transpired in, in Minneapolis and, frankly, across the country when it comes to law enforcement leaving the profession, skyrocketing crime rates, uh, et cetera. But again, we had our leaders pushing the narrative that we'd be living on the right side of history after all of this. That was their mantra. And the facts don't don't support that that we are. The reason it's still important is because that weekend in 2020 resulted in a tremendous cultural sea change, didn't it? The uh, everything has changed since then. The uh, the the tone of the city, uh, the condition of the police department, the attitudes of elected officials. Every single thing changed. Why do you think that was so powerful? Because of that because of that film that was captured on the phone. 
And also, um, I wanted to mention in the in the body camera footage, and a big lie, too, is that this is simply uh, a part of training, this maneuver that's happening. You also had um, these so-called leaders pushing this lie that they'd never seen this maneuver before. It's not a part of training. Well, then why did two pages of the police manual go offline uh, f- for several weeks? Two pages mysteriously go, go missing that explain this maximal restraint technique, something that there are four references in the body camera footage to MRT, the officers talking amongst each other. Uh, there's a very problematic paramedic response uh, that day that we get in more into the, the film, which we're going to talk about. But you have a police force now that was nearly 890 cops in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. It's down to 512. Those mm-hmm. are the latest numbers from just a couple couple of weeks ago. Um, people have moved out of the city for, for good reason. Um, but you really have these leaders sort of doubling down on this and and continue to you know paint the police as, as the bad guys here. We, it, well, it's reached the point where the city was uh, frozen. They couldn't even make a decision about the third precinct. All they got to do is throw $5 million bucks into the existing three precincts, save the taxpayers a lot of money. But instead, we get this, we get this hand-wringing and this angst about, well, that might offend people. And, well, you know what? It's time to grow up and just say, uh, let's have some fiduciary responsibility here. That's not going to happen. They're going to create a new third precinct ironically it's only what two or three blocks away uh that maybe is a different story but most more importantly as a result of the book you have developed a film that will be debuting when that is coming out on november 16th so very soon it's called the fall of minneapolis yeah and you don't mean autumn Nope, it happens to be coming out in the fall, but right. <laughs> yeah, that's um, the, sort of the title we, we picked in, in all of this because that's certainly what ha- has happened to that, that city. Um, you know, a once vibrant, safe city um, seems to be anything but. You have thousands of businesses that have closed their doors uh, in Minneapolis and again, I wish I could offer some sort of light at the end of the tunnel, but I think the light um, really has to focus on the truth. And that's sort of my role, I feel like, in this is is telling the truth um, about all of this and and um, giving a voice to the people that, that lost theirs in the wake of this. And that includes in the fall of Minneapolis, um, officers talking about what they experienced um, at the 3rd Precinct, another sort of lie that was told about this. You know, this is a planned surrender of that building that takes place on that Thursday during the riots um, in in the city. And and these officers are basically served up to the angry mob with no exit plan. It's truly heartbreaking uh, to hear these these cops, really the best of the best, in my opinion, people with 20, 30 years of of service for the city. And they and they left the job um, because why wouldn't they? Um, after after what took place. So they're they basically running for their lives from this building as the city bus is late to even pick them up. Um, you know, the bus wasn't able to, to pull up to the front of the building, so the plan was to, to park it uh, a half mile away as these officers with no exit plan at all from the top are, are running for their lives to, to this bus, and the bus is then late to pick them up. So they're telling this uh, story, and then, you know, when they, they come back and their entire offices are ransacked and destroyed. The, the fall of Minneapolis then will will concentrate on the fall of the third precinct. Uh, it will be uh, some some of that, but it it does tell the the story of this case. It's the very first time Derek Chauvin has spoken out. Um, I speak to him in in prison, obviously oh, in Arizona, yeah. and also um, Alex King again, the the black officer from North Minneapolis. He tells his story for the first time. Uh, his mom is a part of the film. Uh, Derek Chauvin's mother is a part of the film. 
as well. So so many people who have never who have never uh, spoken out before are uh, in this movie. So, so the the third precinct went down on a Thursday night, the twenty eighth. You're saying, Liz, that was after days of rioting. I have footage from early in the day on Thursday, the twenty eighth, where I was in that shopping area where Target is on uh, high on excuse me Minnehaha on Lake Street. And there was looting going on at 10 in the morning, right in bright daylight. They're going in and out of stores, taking stuff out. So, Joe, you made reference earlier that it was a weekend. It was actually a week-long looting That's right. session That's right. that went on. And the third precinct didn't go on until, um, what, the third day in, Liz? Yeah, well, was, didn't Floyd go down on Memorial Day? Mo- correct. Yeah, yep, yeah. the 25th. And, yeah. ju- and just to back week, up yes. a bit, that was the plan that they were going to give the third precinct. And when I say they, this is, um, you know, the, the, the police chief of Minneapolis, I'm sure the governor of Minnesota knew about this plan, but they were going to surrender this building, thinking that that would then um, get the riots to stop. That was a part of the plan. We obviously know now that that was not... Uh, that, that did not work, but none of these uh, officers thought that was a good idea. They thought it was completely insane um, and, in fact, only empowered um, the rioters through all of this. And then you have the media talking about how peaceful and how moving these, uh, you know, peaceful protests were all week. Oh. They were perpetuating oh. that message from well, the very weren't, start. They weren't peaceful. Correct. Uh, did you talk to any of the citizens of South Minneapolis? Yeah, I've done uh, quite a bit of, of that for, for Alpha News, talking about all the, all the fallout uh, from all of this. We, we did... Um, in the film, and we'll, we're going to do. The thing is, we we had so much, and it was actually hard to to even um, yeah. edit it down. But in, the the film itself is about ninety minutes. Um, we're still finishing it, but it'll the, be done. The one thing that prompted my wife and I to move, we lived on Twentieth Avenue, Thirty Ninth and Twentieth, so one block south of Thirty Eighth, yeah, in South Minneapolis. Well. And the one thing that we found really disgusting is the city called. Um, basically a city-wide meeting where all the people in certain blocks would come to a park and meet with city leaders. And they told everybody that gathered in our park, in our case it was, um, um, what's that park? I, live, I can't even remember the name now. But they told everybody, go home, lock up your trash containers, draw your shades, stay in your house. Just to protect ourselves from the mayhem that was going on, we, us, the wife and I, and a bunch of other neighbors found that very, very offensive. And we all set about guarding our neighborhood. We put up um, makeshift barriers. We were out walking the neighborhood, protecting the neighborhood, while other neighbors were sitting in their house, peeking out under the shades. They wanted us to be in our house and not protect our personal property. It was amazing and despicable. Were you still with Channel 4 at the time? Yeah, she was. I was, yep. I, yeah. I obviously wasn't allowed to report on, on any of this, and this is sort of how the book came to be, because I, I still to this day think that they would have told the truth about all of this right in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have the autopsy of George Floyd done within 12 hours of him dying. That's mm-hmm. withheld from the public for, for a week and he long died after. Of a fentanyl overdose. Well, you have uh, fentanyl. He has a heart condition that people don't talk about. A lot more of this is in, in the movie itself. George had a tough life. It wasn't, yeah. he, this wasn't his first encounter with the police. You also have Minneapolis police lying about uh, about that. The chief of police says that they didn't, they've never had anything to do with George Floyd, no history at all. Well, there's an arrest that takes place in May of 20, 2019, almost a year earlier, mm-hmm. um, where, where George Floyd is the subject of an undercover drug investigation. And uh, if you watch the body camera footage from 2019 and, and 2020 side by side, they're almost uh, identical. Mm-hmm.
Did you have something, Chris? Well, uh, you mentioned the the governor and the, and the mayor, you know, wanting to give up the third precinct. It's clear they just they didn't have a plan, and we saw that unfold. Where we're basically saying, get the guard in here. This needs to stop. But I want to go back to the initial um, idea for the video because we were alerted a number of years ago by former KSTP reporter Bill Dalman on Seattle is dying, and that's kind of the way I picture this because Joe, we talked about that video at length back when it came out, what was it, 2019, whenever mm-hmm. it was, basically talking yeah. about the overriding drug addiction in the city of Seattle and how it's just made that city become less than what it used to be. And that's kind of what I'm picturing with your video, because just knowing you a little bit and knowing how you work, and Joe had even said this back then, that you could make this about basically any of these big cities around the country. Right, right. I mean, the mat- match was struck here in Minneapolis, and it certainly certainly spread um, all across the country. And some of the video we have in the, in the film is truly heartbreaking to see. But the, this, a lot of the, the video, I'll, I'll be honest, it's shot in the middle of the afternoon uh, dur- wow. during a weekday when you have... You know, people are look like zombies walking around or they're committing crimes and you just capture it on camera. It's just a truly um, really hard, hard and difficult after after and how it changed. And just just like in, overnight, I remember rhetorically wondering this on the show uh, that it ignited uh, it, it, it ignited the world that week ignited the world, not just nationally. It ignited the world, and what I was wondering rhetorically was, was was Minneapolis on such a razor thin edge prior to this evening of Memorial Day in 2020 that it didn't take much for this to explode? In other words, there has to be more here than meets the eye. It was almost as though people were looking for an excuse well covid too joe to, to erupt mm-hmm. and they're coming out of oh, well that was in the middle of covid yeah and, full swing and uh, uh because it doesn't stand a reason that one police incident out of hundreds that day even though that that video is so damning it doesn't stand a reason that this would have resulted in essentially and to a great degree, the collapse of that city. Yeah, I think that um, certainly we've seen in Minneapolis uh, progressive politics uh, at, at play. Uh, obviously, it's been controlled by by Democrats for, for decades. Um, but you really have a very far left uh, group that has taken over politically. Um, well, we're beyond you know, Democrats. We're dealing with the Democratic Socialists of America. Correct, correct. And their platform is different than the DFL Well, platform. and this is why I say it was the perfect people in the perfect positions uh, for this to, to play out. And, and certainly this was a presidential election year, so that, that played a role, mm-hmm. you know, ousting uh, then-President Trump but at all costs. So I think that politics had much more to do with this than the actual truth. Mm-hmm. The Does the movie... Uh, does the film get beyond the week of George Floyd? Do we? Do we? Do we? Yep. Do you capture what's happened since then? We have an entire um, section of the film um, that focuses on the aftermath itself. So we go into. Thank you very much. You guys You're are welcome. so accommodating with water. <laughs> Rookie, Rookie has cents? three beverages, by the way. I don't he know. conducts a, some sort What's of happening? science experiment every day. I get day. thirsty. Yeah, where he Play puts the dumb ice one, you get very thirsty. One glass and colored water in another yeah. glass and then flavor water in another glass. There's a lot happening over there. So he yeah. thinks he's uh. Mr. Science. That's the most. Yeah. 
When can uh, you say November 16th for the yes. fall of Minneapolis? How will people see it? So it is a free film. Um, it was a crowdfunded documentary, still is. So if anybody, you know, I beg for money now, Joe. That I work for nonprofit news, right. so that's what right. we do. Um, it's uh, the fall of Minneapolis.com, but uh, people have been uh, incredible supporting the, this project. And our whole point is that we know a lot of people don't read this day this day and age, um, but this is going to be out right before Thanksgiving, so you guys can invite your family over, maybe drink a little wine, have a good time, and then t- you know put on this film, especially for maybe your more left-leaning family members, and then get in, into domestics. So let fun. me know how this yes. works. Yeah, Joe, let us know there, buddy. <laughs> Let's know how that works out, the old homestead, Joe. But this will be on, on Rumble? Rumble is... Um, well, where, what the hell is Rumble? Okay, so you go to Rumble. It's all it's all free, Joe. I'm going to help, Joe. It's going to be... You're dealing with unfrozen caveman lawyer over here is what it is. <laughs> it's Alpha News MN, all one word, on Rumble. But we're also going to push it out um, on uh, alphanews.org. We will uh, put it up on X. Uh, Facebook, but we think Facebook and YouTube probably will take it down within 37 seconds. That's I was just going to ask that yeah. because yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering with the way that, you know, we all know that a lot of different news platforms have their own agenda, both left-leaning and right-leaning. We all get all of that. Is this the future? Of mainstream news gathering, in your opinion? Oh, I mean, I cannot tell you just uh, how much I've learned about all this in the last couple of years. But yes, I mean, we get uh, hundreds of thousands of views on our on our website uh, every day, which is many more than we'll watch a you know let's say a, a weekend newscast uh, or something, or even on um, Twitter X. I got to figure this out. Uh, even on X itself, uh, you know, tens of thousands of it's people. People have turned off the mainstream media, and for good reason. They just. Um, you know, it's sort of like money over morals. Ethically, I just didn't feel good about not informing the, the public anymore. And people have caught on to that. And they, you know, took me a little while, but I'm right there, uh, right there with them. So, Liz, um, during the week of the riots, you were at the fore. Were you out on the streets as a reporter? I remember Frank and Amelia at the desk um, and I was watching all the channels. It was that to me was a great week to watch the news because nothing was scripted. Everything was off the cuff, and we really got to see some interesting news gathering. What was your week like, the week of the riots? Yes, yeah, so as part of the uh, organized lunacy, um, the uh, the rioters were coming after me as well. So I was basically in hiding um, because of all the death threats that were happening at my house. Uh, right. Because, of course, this was all my husband's fault uh, right. as, the, as the president of the, the police union. So, no, I was off the air for almost, uh, almost a month. I was still working. Um, I was at home or staying with friends and such because that's literally what what happened things yeah, were showing up in the that. mailbox yep, yep. um they were very they were posting pictures of our house uh, uh, online etc um so we just sort of pulled pulled the shades and and went into hiding um but yeah it was just a just crazy time i was obviously glued to the news too but even with that listening to um you know what was happening behind the scenes i just thought that why isn't the media demanding more of these of these leaders why did they let it well, why did this the one so thing bad. the one thing that sticks with me is julie nelson from the 11 um literally yelling at the governor where are you why haven't you spoken with us right. where are you governor and it was I, I i just that's never left me i've always thought that was fascinating and she didn't get fired <laughs> That I'm aware uh, of. Julie, you mean. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no. Right. No, she didn't. Yeah. Liz, I have to tell you, I'm very excited. My scooter's getting picked up. 
Sunday. This is our transition into a spot. By EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. I mean, it was flawless. It was. <laughs> My scooter's getting picked up, and then a buddy's is also getting picked up. They're going to be stored by EcoFun Motorsports. The battery will be tended. They'll do a oil change and tune up and then tuck it away for the winter and get it back to me in the spring. This is just one of the many services of EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake in Burnsville, where right now it's still the electric bike capital of the world and the home to all the gas scooters that turn urban errands into adventures. Great service, but a great deal of snow-moving equipment right now, and that's also on sale at EcoFun Motorsports. It's on Highway 97 in Forest Lake, immediately west of 35, and in Burnsville, it's on the service road of life near County Road 42. It's EcoFunMotorsports.com. Like a pro. All right. I've, uh, We're I, still on the town council, so there are some people that can still hear us. Just I still watch know. the Thank news you, to Chris. get the Thank weather. Uh, not the news? It's not really... I think Channel 5 has been doing a decent job of gathering real news. You have to say that, don't you? It's not part of the... <clears throat> no, I don't have to. <laughs> but when I watch the, all three of them, it's, I'm getting some news there. But it's it's... It's a it's a changed and people just news don't, world, right? And that's you know you you can still get get the news kind of been on it's the not, place. It's not hardcore complicated stories. It's uh, we had a house fire in Moundsview last night. It's that kind of stuff, right. yeah. you know. Or there's a new new corn maze down in Shakopee. My favorite is how to keep your dog, you know, cool in the summer. Oh, anything with pets is just that's money right there. Yeah. Yeah. All right, are we ready? <laughs> Suchi boy? You need anything uh, from yeah. me? You need anything from me? Not yet, but yes, eventually I'll need a Masonic at some point. Oh, good. Ken, you ready? Uh, what am I doing? I need a seafoam out of you, sir. All right. Rolling. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Well, with summer, we've had it too easy, way too easy, and so have our cylinders. That since it's already cold and the snow will soon be upon us, let's talk about firing up those winter cylinders and what seafoam can do for us. Uh, the summer cylinders, I'm hoping you put them away by now. Uh, if you haven't, douse them with seafoam and then get out the winter cylinders, make sure everything's up and running. If they're not, they're having an issue. Throw some seafoam at the problem. Uh, seafoam is your friend with the carburetors and injectors. And you know what else like seafoam? Deadbolts, knob locks, padlocks. I guess that's how you pronounce it, padlocks? <laughs> to me, it's always been paddlocks, but Such says no, padlocks. It's, it's padlock. Pad, paddle, padlock. I think padlock. it's padlock. Padlock. I really do. I think it's padlock. Anyway, what it does, it's a lubricator. It's a rust buster. It's amazing, and it keeps those locks working fantastic when it's below zero. The deep creep, the motor treatment, the trans tune, bugs be gone. All of them available anywhere that fine automotive chemicals are sold. It's a local company with a global reach and a true miracle in a world of bad gas, Seafoam. We're speaking with Liz Collin, the author of Their Lying, the George Floyd story. And uh, she's the producer of a new film called The Fall of Minneapolis, which comes out November 16th. Do you see any hope for the future of Minneapolis? Do, will many, How long ago was it that Minneapolis had? Super Bowl was here in Feb of 18. The Final Four was here April of 19. 
And, yeah, I think that was our last big event. I mean, that's pretty recent, Mm -hmm. and the town was hopping. Do you see any reason to believe that Minneapolis will ever return to some point, or is this the new normal? Well, I think there's always hope. You know, I am that kind of person. Joe, did that sound convincing? Mm-hmm. Um, but I wish that I, that I wish that I had something to support that, uh, just beyond, I guess, my belief in human decency. Um, you know, my hope has been restored in the truth after this uh, book tour that's been amazing. I've, I've met some of the most incredible people along the way. And that's what's been um, so heartbreaking in all of this, too, how everybody does have their own story, you know, whether you're in law enforcement or, or not, and or people who don't travel to Minneapolis anymore they don't go to those sporting events uh, etc so um you know the even this latest class of class of minneapolis police you know they have obviously hundreds of vacancies but they brought on i think it was like 18 19 cadets and only a few of them stayed and they ended up having two in the end so uh, you know i don't know how this all shakes out a few years from now but it's going to take a, a lot more people to use their voice to stand up and and push back and i think frankly they're going to have to be voting differently as well did this book tour take you throughout the state it did. Yep, I've been uh, pretty much to every corner. Um, you know. Do you find any uh, anything uh, to observe where you are geographically? In other words, is this more received in Brosso than it is in downtown Minneapolis? Well, after you leave the metro, people get more normal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just <laughs> God. I'll say it's really it's, that's really it's the case. Really, really incredible. I think many people at first were very. Um, scared to host me in the metro, thinking that, you know, we drop protests or, or whatever. That's a turnaround a, a bit. But I think I've done maybe, I want to say 60, 70 probably in the course of the course of the year. Um, but there's so many good people in this state. And I think at the end of the day, we all kind of want the same thing. So we shouldn't um, allow our leaders to lie to us. That's uh, kind of what it comes down to. Do you think Chauvin will uh, survive an appeal? Uh, you know, speaking, do we have a bit of, uh, I, we have time, right? I guess oh, yeah. I keep yeah, asking sure. Okay, I, I can uh, bring everyone up to date on the case because there were some things that, that transpired in the last couple of weeks. We were able to um, get our hands on depositions that were just recently made public. Uh, Amy Sweezy is suing. Uh, Amy Sweezy was a top prosecutor in Hennepin County. She uh, is suing former Hennepin County attorney Mike Freeman. So as part of this lawsuit, these depositions recently became public that um, just took place this summer. And what is so striking about all of these um, documents is this fight um, that that prosecutors were in to charge the three, specifically the three other officers. Um, Amy Sweezy is on record saying she did not want to do that and withdrew from the case along with Patrick Lofton, who was another Hennepin County attorney at the time. So they go into great detail about why they don't feel comfortable charging these three other officers. And so the, those documents just recently came t- to light as part of that. So now the attorney is representing the three other officers who pled guilty Um, after seeing what happened in Derek Chauvin's trial, they hope to perhaps use those because they pled guilty not knowing about these conversations happening behind the scenes um, three years earlier within the Hennepin County court system. So again, it's Attorney General Keith Ellison who steps in to, to go ahead and proceed with the charges against the three other officers. But as for as for Derek Chauvin, there is also some of that that pushback that they thought that the the 
they were charging him with with too much, uh, et cetera. But uh, the 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 state Supreme Court in Minnesota has already denied uh, his appeal. So now uh, his new attorney, Bill Mormon, is his name. He's a he's went ahead and appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court. That brief was just filed. We wrote about that on on Alpha News a couple of weeks ago. Um, so that so that the U.S. Uh, Supreme Court will have to then decide whether or not they'll take that case, mm-hmm. Joe. So it it could be you know still a, a long road. It's I think it's seven thousand cases. They you know are petitioned to to receive every year, mm-hmm. and they only take just a handful of those. So. He still has to overcome that uh, incredible video. That didn't kill him, Joe. No, I know, it, but it's but this perception has become the reason for the outrage that's followed. Is the perception of what happened there? Yeah, and I think that we get into that quite a bit in the film, and that's in, in the book um, as well. But it is very clear. Um, if they would have just gone frame by frame, this is what the officers were doing. This is their training. The MRT actually says hold for paramedics. The paramedics uh, took nearly 20 minutes to get there that day, and there's a lot that has come out about that. They're at the wrong location. There was bad communication, et cetera. Um, and Derek Chauvin, uh, this is what's interesting. You know, he was a, a police officer for 19 years, and obviously he'd been painted to the the worst police officer ever but you know he'd never even done anything on the job that even warranted union representation for example something that was but you even have the current police chief of minneapolis who's thrown him under the bus and the the city of minneapolis opened up their pocketbook yet again uh, to pay someone where he did that exact same maneuver Mm -hmm. held him that person didn't die. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's just so much evidence that that just does not support um, what they were pushing from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you look at the uh, political situation in Minneapolis, I would imagine you would think things cannot get better. As I mentioned before, we're now dealing with uh, Democratic Socialists of America as opposed to just, you know, the Hubert Humphrey DFL. That's long Yeah, gone. the Hamas flag, I think, has only been flown about six right. times in the last uh, two weeks. Well, the DSA <clears throat> in their platform calls for the uh, support of Palestine at the mm-hmm. expense of Israel. And these are people now representing Minneapolis. It's scary. Five seats, two in St. Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, it's a, an incredible situation. We've been talking on the show about the barbarians at the gate. Uh, they're no longer at the gate. They're inside. And I think it will have a great impact on the future of of how, how Minneapolis comes out of this, if it comes out of it whole or not. Well, and you had said too, mm-hmm. Joe, will it come back? I think in certain cases, like for instance, we always see people posting on social media about, oh, what's so wrong with Minneapolis at a Taylor Swift concert or when the Vikings are in town and big events like that. I think there is, I mean, I, I took my kids to a Vikings game recently. So it's mm-hmm. like, there are certain instances where it does feel like, okay, it's some semblance of what it kind of used to be, but the greater part of that, I don't think, is ever coming back. Well, what about 2 a.m. on a Wednesday? You that's, know? that's exactly let's right. Let's talk about that. Well, yeah. let's, let's also clarify something. By, I, I'm not sure we're in agreement about what we mean by coming back. I would say we'd, st- you know, the pandemic had a lot to do with this. Sure. And Minneapolis will come back whether we want it to or not if office workers returned. That would give reason to support some of these businesses downtown, even little luncheonettes and curio stores and whatever, they're all gone because there's nobody there. If workers came back, I think we'd have a different look at the city. Well, I think they also have to be honest about why workers left. You know, Mm. they say it's remote work and it's the pandemic, um, but many companies have come out and said, no, it's because of crime. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Our workers don't don't feel safe, and many of them have been victims uh, by crime, so they're, they're not bringing their workers back. 
You mentioned your husband. That's Bob Kroll. I take it Bob's no longer an officer. He he retired. Yeah. He's an, he's older. He was able to retire. Right. You know, I still have to work for a living. Well, somebody's got to um, support the family. Exactly. He, this is he does a podcast. Yeah. Doesn't he? He's doing a podcast, isn't he? A fun one. Oh, he's. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, the Burger Review oh, is that what you're saying? Yeah. She just, yeah. just said, "Okay, Kenny. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. Come on now. Give him some credit. Did he's you, doing something. Yeah. Did you? Uh, did he put you up to even bringing that up? Right <laughs> now? It just seems like that was like too too arranged. I've always but... been a Bob guy. I like Bob. <laughs> he actually had a great. He wanted to come uh, for this interview, but I said no. He's always trying to hijack my career. I don't know what's going on. Oh, so he put the hat on. Look, wow. I'm a journalist too. Is wow. that what he did? No, he does. Uh, he does burger and brew reviews. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't really that, know if that's journalism, that matters, but... Liz. That okay. matters. Yeah. Do you know that I am friends with him on Facebook? And at the time, is he working in a plug? My what? No, no, no. My niece contacted me, who was very liberal, and said, "Why are you friends with this POS?" Oh gosh, wow! And I just said, "We are acquaintances. I run into him at the airport. I <laughs> see him at other events." And I, I, I said, "I, you know, that's we're just we're Facebook friends." I bet your niece doesn't know him. My niece and her family, we haven't spoken since. You're really? kidding. They, oh my gosh, they, we don't, they, wow. don't, they don't come to family stuff. They don't. It oh, became over a big, your Facebook friendship It became with a big, Bob? huge thing that I pathetic. was friends with him, wow. and they couldn't let, couldn't let it go. I'm not like that. I, that's where we're at in this country. Yeah, that's, right pretty, that's, that's pretty sad. That's I'm a sorry. microscopic example yeah. of what happened post-Memorial Day 2020. Yep. But it, it's yeah. not conservatives shutting out liberals. It's mm-hmm. in my family, at least, it's the other way around. Well, it's, it's what it's, Matt experienced. It's also liberals that don't. Again, your niece, I'm sure, has never even talked to Bob no, before, no, and never would no. probably either, because then she might like him. Right. You know, so that would be that would be. He a only problem. bit me twice when I met him, so yeah. it's okay. <laughs> but it's just been built up into this thing that's just not. It's not reality. I, I'll be honest. I mean, it's happened in my family too. People that don't, you know, know him, or you know, they're friends of friends, or whatever. But oh, how can you possibly be with? But they don't know him. So. Your parents still talk to you? Oh, they they do. Yes. Okay. okay. Yes. Okay. And they love Bob. Right. Yeah. I, I want to go, Joe, back to Hennepin County prosecutors and Mike Freeman and the uh, the tenant that we've all heard our whole lives, innocent until proven guilty. Which mean, by the way, in the Constitution, which means absolutely nothing in the Derek Chauvin case. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point, and I think that you know we bring that up in the the film too. The the Sixth Amendment, we're all supposed to be entitled yep. um, to to that, and we have Derek Chauvin being paraded in around uh, razor wire around the uh, Hennepin County Courthouse. National Guard members are, are there. You have a jury that's not sequestered, and again, this is what justice in America looks like now. What kind of you know what kind of message does that send to the jury? You better convict this guy uh, or else. Maybe yeah. Mary Moriarty would have let him go oh, for the wow. plea deal. <laughs> well, and that, and that's what I mean about politics in Minneapolis. Not only did they, they double down, I mean Mary Moriarty in so many cases is so much worse uh, than than Mike Freeman uh, oh, was. We've yeah. seen that obviously again and again. But in her defense, she told us this is well, what she was going to do when she true. campaigned. Yeah, very true. Right. Not yeah. once she she makes herself available for interviews. And she's been very forthcoming about saying, this is what I told you I was going to do, and right. I'm doing it. But not once has anyone ever said to her, could you please provide us the evidence you're using for your beliefs? Mm-hmm. I, I predict she doesn't have any. And then for all I know, uh, does her position give her the right to introduce her own ideology? 
In other words, mm -hmm. show me some statistics, show me some college papers, show me something, even though the college papers would be suspect, but show me something that backs you up. There's been nothing. No one ever right. asked her that. And I also don't know how she can look these families in the eye and feel good about what she's, right. you know, allowed to, to happen. I just, I don't know how people like that sleep at night. Well, we had the one case where the governor and, and Keith Ellison stepped in and said, uh, we can't. Right. We you know it's bad when. Yeah. Right. That's, that's exactly right. Yeah. I want to ask a question, and I don't mean to have you speak for your husband, but you mentioned something about the recruitment of police officers in the city of Minneapolis. And we all know that it's a problem because the numbers are down and who could blame anybody that doesn't want to do that job anymore. Is it going to get to the point where we're going to be lessening standards in that particular regard? Oh, that's already um, something something that, that has happened. I, I can speak, you know, you guys are or friends here, but I've heard stories that, um, you know, the physical fitness uh, standards have sort of gone up the window in, in some cases. Uh, I think there was a shooting incident at the range where somebody had an act, uh, you know, a discharge of a weapon that shouldn't have happened. So mm. absolutely. And I also think, too, that the city is not going to be able to support all of these precincts eventually. Um, it's, you know, sending the message. It's been a couple of years now. They're trying everything they can to get new cops and Again, why would you go to Minneapolis when you can be supported in a <laughs> another community um, and make it make as much money? So um, it's uh, it's just such a conundrum here, and I, and that's kind of the point of this whole thing is it just did not have to be this way. Yeah. What year did you join Channel Four? Uh, Two thousand and eight. Prior to that, where were you? Uh, I worked in several newsrooms before that. I went to, to college in Florida. I worked at WTVJ, which is the NBC station down there, uh, through college. And then I was off to um, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, at mm -hmm. KDLT. Then I was out in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, at WHP, which was a CBS station. I was also in Wichita, Kansas, for a few years um, at a CBS station there. During these stops, did you, uh, did you enjoy what you were doing? I did. I've always uh, enjoyed telling stories and being uh, being a reporter. Okay, during yes. these stops, did you detect uh, a change in the outlook of of news gathering industry during oh. these stops, or does that come later? I think it came later. Uh, you know, I worked in the day when there wasn't social media back in the day, yep. Joe. But I think I saw how you know ad revenue started going in all kinds of different directions. So then news stations started shrinking their budgets, of course. Um, but really, I think the last probably six, seven years of my career at CCO is really where I saw, all right, we are just going to embrace this one ideology. We don't really care if you're on the other side. We don't want to balance things anymore. And also, it just kind of became cheaper. We're not going to spend time looking into anything. We're going to do stories about weather, and everything is fine and do a story about a dog also and then we're good to go and everybody go home <laughs> yeah you know that, that seems to be what's happened yeah, yeah. Uh, that's why i say the week of the riots was really interesting to watch i mean for god's sakes we turned Ma uh, mike max into a superhero yeah. you know uh, what was Ma what's maxi doing out on the streets um, but it was a real interesting um, week for news in the Metro. Yeah, Ma Maxie is a superhero. He's oh, a he is guy. awesome. He's Mike's a, he's the greatest guy but ever. You, but, but you also had reporters who, who frankly, were just so scared to even cover the, the news. Right. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's just when you reflect on it, it's changed everything. It's changed the political face of Minneapolis. It's changed the police department. It's changed the way people behave. It's changed dining. It's changed entertainment. It's changed working in an office. It's changed everything. 
Now, you can say pandemic, but that's just a part of it. The George Floyd episode is a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it was global. It was global. Yep. It's changed rookies' family dynamics. Yes. I, I would just unfriend yes. Bob, by the way. I really don't think. He doesn't contribute on Facebook at all. So it's not even worth it. We never even had any interaction. You know, it was just a professional follow. And, you know, okay, you said, I'll follow this knucklehead. I actually had uh, some cousins that were protesting in front of the police union that I saw online. I was like, you guys know that, like, he's sort of, you know, anyway. (laughs) Just very. But but that's really, also, that's that generation. It's feelings over facts, Mm -hmm. period. I just wasn't raised that way, and I'm more of a critical thinker, and... You know, you got to follow the money and follow the power, and there was a well, lot more at play here. And honestly, Liz, that's part of what when you were talking earlier about you know with the book and now the and now the film coming out, we're also trying to pretend that we're going to add logic and reason to people that just simply don't want to apply that to their everyday oh, life. Right? Yeah. You know. Yeah, you know, that's that's so true. It's a, it's a it's a great point, and that's why it's so hard to have these arguments sometimes. And that's my hope in putting this film out there too. I'd like your niece to watch it. Okay. Um, she can come over with Bob. We'll watch it together. Have a sandwich. Yeah. Well, we're dealing with a generation of people that start sentences with "I feel." Exactly. I feel. Uh, not they don't know. They mm-hmm. feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What will you be moving on to? What do you see yourself doing? I'm just going to retire. It's over. You don't think so? <laughs> this was the big one. This, this yep. is the last she one. Gone. She gone. <laughs> well, I'm still, I'm still over at Alpha News, so we you know, hope to... There, there's never a, a shortage of content, I'll be, I'll be quite honest. Well, that's just so, it. You're right in the heartbeat yeah. of it Did all. Alpha yeah. ever envision this amount of success and people relying on that as a news source? You know, I think, you know, Alpha News started out with like one and a half people uh, six years ago. And we've grown uh, considerably in the last the last couple of years. There's six of us, I think, uh, now there. I would also like to give a plug. Uh, Sheila Qualls just put out a podcast called Trapped Chaos in the Classroom, her latest season on, on that. But there are so many things happening that the mainstream media just refuses to report on, especially why? what's why, happening. Why do they refuse? Because it's uh, it goes against the the narratives that they push, and also the, I will what's say the, what's the narrative. I will also say it's complicated, and a lot of these mm-hmm. reporters they like to, you know, be done in eight hours, maybe maybe six. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it, it it takes it takes work, and I think that again that's a generational generational thing. But um, and they also don't. It's uncomfortable. A lot of the stuff happening in schools, it might be uncomfortable to you know be be talking about, and they mm-hmm. just simply won't. They won't put it on the news. I mean, I saw it again and again. Is it your theory? So. They've lost their curiosity? Yeah, I don't sense curiosity in young people. Mm-hmm. I just is, there a, is there That's a, a good place for fair and balanced that doesn't take the right or the left, just gives you the news right down the center, lets you decide on how to feel about a story? Is there room for that anymore? Well, I don't consider Alpha News right wing. I do. Is it? Well, let's get to the bottom of that. Is it, Liz? To, I think. I mean, it's really just the truth. So it's I guess it's, it's sadly that uh, this is the world we live in now that the truth is considered either, you know, your truth, right, right or left. But uh, right. but at Alpha News, we really do focus on things the mainstream media o- overlooks. That's sort of what we. I'll give you an example. There's a woman, uh, uh, Meredith Abby Kierstad. She teaches social studies at Bloomington Kennedy. She is very out front in her anti-Semitism, pro-Hamas, 
She's gotten arrested outside Betty McCollum's office and on and on and on. She retains her teaching job. I think that's newsworthy. Mm -hmm. I think that's a story because mm -hmm. she's teaching your kids. Mm -hmm. uh, Alpha News had the story. You're not, you're just not going to see that story see that. in Minneapolis no. paper. Why? Mm -hmm. It's a hell of a story. Mm -hmm. Boy, am I naive. I really am. But Joe, it, when they have, when Alpha has stories like that and uh, other other news organizations are reacting to it. They say, well, that's those right-wing nuts over at Alpha. Oh, yeah, there's all kinds of disclaimers. Th there's that. Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. a right-wing yeah. nut story. It, yeah. Well, well, it, unfortunately, in our modern era, it has become that. Yeah. But it's not. It's a story of holy mackerel. Can you believe this? And here's what I also find. There's a lot of time spent on, we've created sort of a generation of narcissists. It's all about how they how they interpret things or how they're they're feeling about things. You know, we obviously saw this and, and, and everybody is, you know, they're not looking at the world this way. They're taking selfies this way. This right. is, this is uh, how, how it works. But I think that if, if journalists would spend more time worried about other people's stories rather than how they're affected by them or how they feel about them, uh, there's, there's a lot of people, I don't need to name names here locally, but they attack me on Twitter. Gosh, if you guys would spend the amount of time you give a crap about what I'm doing and actually go out there and maybe return a call or follow up on a tip. It'd be incredible what we could uncover here mm -hmm. in this community. Mm -hmm. uh, but it does seem to be this sort of self-loathing type of, you know, this is what works, I guess, on, on social media or whatever. But Well, I can't thank you enough, and I'm going to watch the film. Thank there's you, a, there's well, a, First, she's going to figure out. Are the block party <laughs> that we're having with? There's a microphone <laughs> yes. on my remote. Oh. Can I hit that and Jesus. say oh, the fall of Minneapolis? Will that get me to thunder? No. It would be rumble. Thunder. Rumble. I'm sorry, Liz. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, well, the uh, last 40 oh, minutes did not go to waste, Liz, okay? <laughs> it did not go to waste. <laughs> Always great to, to be here, you guys. Thank it's you for having me. The book me. is There Lying. The new film is The Fall of Minneapolis, produced by Liz Collin. That's coming out November 16th. And, uh, well, you know what? Why don't we have you back? We'll discuss that. I'd love to. Right. I didn't and, uh, mean, I didn't mean and for a year. And by then, you'll know what Rumble is. Okay. I didn't mean Thunder. for a year to pass. Thunder.com. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> say hi to Bob for all of us. Yeah. I'll bring, maybe I'll bring him back Including next time. Rookie's niece. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let him join you. Let's go. Come on. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Sam, pleased to announce that uh, the town council meeting at Tattersall Brewery on November 15th is sponsored by Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities in Western Wisconsin. They serve the metro area and Western Wisconsin. Why are you making me nervous with these notes? Is this about me? I'm trying to spell out what Rumble is for oh, me. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities is my new garage door guy, and when you get the guy, you get the whole family. They're GLers, five-star Google ratings are common, and they are certainly experts in installing new doors, and a new door is going to increase security and increase insulation and uh, guarantee you that you're not going to go out there in the dead of winter and find a dead door that you have to lift by hand. They guarantee every job they do. They keep in touch with you via text. That you know when they're coming. They do it once. And they do it correctly. It's Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities. You can reach them at 612-263-6985 or precisiondoormn.com. No, I was making a note about something else. Oh. You gave me an idea. Oh. 
Thanks, Liz. Oh, thank you guys. Sorry, Mike. My nose started running too. You got me sick already, Joe. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm <laughs> fine. Oh, I, just... I thought you. I am hurting today. Why? Uh, COVID vaccines. booster, flu shot. I'm not and getting this yesterday. Not getting a booster. You didn't drink enough. Uh, I didn't. Oh, I'll do that. I'll do that tonight. I'm really feeling terrible about your family dynamics. I think we you know what she is a. Um, don't throw that. Oh, you put it in your purse. I was my, say, don't throw that away. Oh. <laughs> my niece is the same age as my wife. They had my 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 in-laws had them at the same time. Remind him he's on the council. And what's yeah. remind uh, him he's hey, on the council. Remind, reminder, you're still on the council. Yeah, that's fine. It's yeah. full disclosure. Okay. And um, thanks, Kenny. She's very far left and. They haven't come. Other than her mom's funeral. Yes. I don't yes. know if I gave books last You gave time. one. I think uh, I was think, like very. I think you had one for yes. Joe. Yes. And here, give one to Joe. Kenny. Wait, hang on. Yeah, Kenny. Yeah, Kenny. Kenny. <laughs> Thank you, Kenny. Thank you, guys. Thank you. It's a shame you can't get some new pants. Uh, those will look a little. Yeah, oh, this is the style. Oh, Joe. I'm sorry. I'm Joe. sorry. I got him I, off Thunder. I'm kidding you. <laughs> thunder. Thunder. Uh, thunder. thunder. That's actually a great name for a social media. Ruck, will you help Liz? I can do Thank that. You. Thank you. Thanks. Really pleasure. Thanks. I really appreciate Thanks. it. Thanks. Thank nice you very to much. See you. Nice to see you. <laughs> Joe. Sounds like a wow. good reader. Hey, hey, nice to see you. Yeah. What's your name again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, you faked your way through another one, Such. Congratulations. <laughs> Nope, no response. I don't think he can hear us. I think he's unplugged. No, I hear every fucking So I'm watching this footage that I shot from uh, Thursday, May 28th at 9.58 a.m., uh, these folks going in and out of Target and in and out of this tobacco shop, I don't think they really cared about George. That's a, just wild <laughs> speculation on my part, but I, I don't think they care. Well, not only that, but that's a great point because the city doesn't have the balls to say that and put the third precinct back where it is for $5 bucks. Yeah. They're going to rob the taxpayers again. That's Sensum's razor. I remember yelling at the TV, go, Julie, go. She was yelling at the governor. Yep. I remember she was. Governor Walls, where are you? I didn't see it live, but I saw the clip on social media, and I couldn't have been. I, I was right with you, Kenny. So I, I get the impression, her. though, from Liz that that would not have flown at WCCO. Well, it, see, everything was, it was the Wild West that week for TV yep. news. That's why yep. I loved it, because... Nobody had any control over anything. It, they were just reporting what was happening that second. They were winging it. Yeah. yeah. They, uh, and that's Frank, Frank and Amelia did not as strongly as Julie, but they did the same thing. They, I, yeah, I they remember did. both of them. Yep. It, yep. All right. Uh, but not like Julie. Julie was. Uh, we're going to Johnny, right? Worked up. Uh, His named him Johnny. I just have a quick note before we go to Johnny. Okay, John, don't forget North American Banking Company. Please. Thanks. All we sell is fun. 
Rook, you, you can see. move back over here so oh, I can that, see. That was fun. All right, uh, I'm I'm going to do an ad as we bump back, and then John, when you get to the midway point of your newscast, yes, you sir. throw it to the mayor, the mayor Joe Suchere. Joe here for banana bread. How cool was this <laughs> boy? I wasn't here the first time she was with us. Um, oh, that's she, right. It was just she, me and Johnny. She, no, I wasn't she, here either. She really fits in on yeah, this you show because you were. On, I replayed it last week, and you were in the. Was she's really? a, she's yeah. a farm kid. Worthington. 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 But, I mean, she really fits in with us, the five of us. She's, she's really good. Well, then don't let a year go by. I, I explain her. She goes, I really thought you guys were mad at me. I can watch the movie, and then we'll have something to discuss. The idea I wrote sure down, I'll share with you when we're not in the council. Oh, as it relates to that. Information. Well, no, I just don't want, and let, if he doesn't like the idea, I don't want to tease it. And I can it. say no right now, because you always have to get the initial, initial no. no right? uh, you I'm have an idea, Chris? Chris, is it the same idea I have? Text me and I'll, I'll answer. You ready, Joe? Uh-huh. Reavers has got something. Let's go. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. I got a great email from Jim about North American Banking Company thanking me for the recommendation. You're welcome, Jim. He and his wife switched to the Woodbury location. Uh, my location's in Roseville, but you can also see them at 50th and France, Hastings, and Shoreview. Oh, also Maple Grove. They offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other banks, but with the unparalleled service of a community bank. And they are also locally owned and operated, which means loan decisions are made right here in the Twin Cities. They are not sent out of state. So this helps business owners solve problems quickly and expand their business with confidence. Because North American Banking Company deals with numbers every day, but you, your family, and your business are never going to be one of them. So check them out online today. NABankco.com, NABankco.com, North American Banking Company member FDIC is an equal housing lender. Before we get to Johnny, I want to read you a note. I mentioned uh, Meredith Abby Kierstad to Liz Collin and how that story uh, is not making any ripples anywhere except it was, I discovered it from Alpha News. And Carl Bear, our friend in Northfield, uh, did what a good GLer should do. He contacted Bloomington Kennedy High School. Okay. And he wrote, How can Bloomington schools continue to employ a so-called social studies teacher who is stridently anti-Semitic, pro-terrorist, and a lawbreaker as well? Meredith Abbey-Kirstead has a long history of anti-Semitic public statements as well as sympathy to terrorists. That's putting it mildly. Refer to this. And then he linked... Uh, the his note to canarymission.org, which John is referencing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Canarymission.org. Is it your policy to just remain silent while this rage filled Cretan spews her hatred and and indoctrinates young students wow. to also hate Jews? It's truly disgusting that she has been spreading hatred for more than twenty years from her Bloomington classroom. Doesn't this bother you even a little? And he provides me the response. Uh, thank you for your submission. Uh, Mr. Bear, thank you for your submission. School district employees are protected from retaliation for exercising their First Amendment rights to free speech and assembly. 
Public employers as governmental bodies are bound by the First Amendment and generally cannot abridge freedom of speech by disciplining staff or engaging in protected First Amendment activity outside of their workday, time, and contract. While we accept the rights of individuals who hold different opinions about the conflict and complex history of Israel and Palestine, anti-Semitic or Islamophobic speech or acts will never be tolerated in and out of our school campuses. What I think uh, Carl deduced is that they, they're unprepared to do anything about her behavior outside the classroom. Right. Uh, we can maybe, maybe surmise that inside the classroom... She is not getting away with this. Should we play what ifs? Uh, you, you think she can resist not laying something down with little It's o- As, as Carl notes, it's okay to be anti-Semitic at Betty McCollum's office or in the comfort of your own home. But apparently uh, the, the thin line that Bloomington Kennedy superiors are drawing for her is that uh, I'll say the words for them. They apparently are saying, well, we have no evidence that she does this in the classroom. Yes, Kenny. Wow. Well, let's play what ifs. Yeah. What if it, um, I don't know, porn, uh, Trump supporter. I mean, pick your topic, anything. I think uh, I think she would be reprimanded. Yeah. If it was Donald Trump in particular, if it was, uh, if she had gone, if she goes after Muslims the way she goes after Jews, I believe she'd probably meet some form of retaliation. Yeah. But, All right. Yeah. But thank you, Carl. You're doing what GLers should do, and that's staying engaged and trying to find out, and you get the mealy-mouthed response. Pushing Here, back. Here's John Height. Uh, thank you, Joe. Before I get to the news, I, I just wanted to say, Rook, I was happy to hear about your cousin. Was it your cousin? Niece. Uh, your niece. Your niece. Uh, because when people found out that I was friends with Chris Reavers on Facebook, man, See, they just but, wow. Wow. I, I was being Kapuya. so well behaved today. That's, that's, that's just shots come, fired. I've been sitting on that for five minutes, man. Broadcaster down. Uh, <laughs> fellas, look at your monitors. Why? I know. There's two rooks. Why are we? What, what's... Well, thank you very much, Joe. And this news is brought to you by North American Banking Company. Uh, before, uh, before I get to the other stories, let me uh, get uh, in my announcer voice on to remind you. A quick reminder, we fall back this weekend. Hi again, everybody. You'll gain an hour of sleep Saturday night, Sunday morning. We end daylight savings time for the year. I'd rather have the light. Can you see the light? I can. (laughs) In other news, tomorrow marks the start of Minnesota's firearms deer hunting season. Governor Walls will kick off events today in Lanesboro, Minnesota. A venison sampler late in the afternoon today there, and that will be followed by a community gathering. A post-hunt brunch will be held Saturday morning. More than 400,000 hunters expected to take part in this year's hunt yeah, in the Minnesota. that's what I associate with deer hunting, brunch. Brunch. <laughs> uh, is the big guy going to actually go out and shoot a deer? I think he does hunt, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. More than 400,000 hunters expected to take part in this year's hunt, and the DNR has a deer hunting plan tool available online, which walks you through getting the right license, chronic wasting disease requirements in your zone, and how to process your deer and other safety tips for hunting. I like venison. I do, too. I can't hear you. I do. 
got it. You know, if we worked with a guy that maybe got a couple and no, can't hear you. He had to shoot them ones. He got the disease. Oh, yeah. yeah. Messed them up good. I seen <laughs> those those deer. I seen them. Yeah, they that means the, the ones you've seen. They Nothing weak. better than deer brain soup. No, oh, no, but the back right. those stra- the back straps are fantastic. Wow. Yeah, I would keep it out, man. Mm-hmm. We used yeah, to work Joe, with the guy doing who, it all. A guy who used to bring us sausage all the time. Remember, you guys remember him? No. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's he's right there on the lower right of my screen. He's, he's in camera number sausages. six. Yeah, camera, camera six. number six. <laughs> the Minnesota Court of my Appeals heart is already broken about this year's deer season because for the first time in my life. I uh, I have one of these trail cams now that will send pictures right to my phone. It's not like the old kind where you have to take a little chip out and put it in your computer. And I'm seeing a lot of deer that I will never see during the deer hunting season. Right. You know. Why? So, is, why does that? Why is that? It's just how deer hunting works. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Murphy's irony. Law. Murphy's yeah. Law. Yeah. Catch 22. Pre- prepare to be disappointed. Yeah. Right. Cats out of the bag. Minnesota Court of Appeals ruled yesterday a Mille Lacs County judge overstepped his authority when he sought to bar felons from voting. Mille Lacs County District Judge Matthew Quinn issued post-sentencing orders in at least two cases stating that the defendants who had been convicted of felonies but were sentenced to probation were ineligible to vote. He argued the newly passed Restore the Vote Act, which allows felons to vote if they are not currently incarcerated, goes against the state constitution. Constitution. But Attorney General Keith Ellison and Secretary of State Steve Simon joined in denouncing the ruling, saying they fly in the face of state law. Outside groups submitted dueling amicus briefs on either side of the issue. Minnesota Voters Alliance, which sued to, rest- uh, to challenge the Restore the Vote Act earlier this year, argued the judge's ruling should be upheld. Well, the ACLU joined uh, with the other folks and said uh, they should be a writ of prohibition of that appeal of that uh, ruling an appeal on thursday's ruling could still be brought to the minnesota supreme court within 30 days star tribune reporting so many people are dying from drugs and alcohol in the twin cities metro that busy medical examiners are now skipping some routine autopsies of older adults who died from natural causes it's another example of the grim impact of the worsening overdose crisis in Minnesota and across the nation, according to authorities. In 2022, nearly 110,000 people in the U.S. died from overdoses. That included about 1,343 from Minnesota. Here in the Twin Cities, drug and alcohol deaths have jumped more than 100% since 2019. Last year, 41% of the post-mortem exams done in Hennepin County and half of those done in Ramsey County involve people who died from drugs and alcohol. Determining how those people died takes time, and it means medical examiners no longer have time to perform autopsies on people older than age 55 who are believed to have died from natural causes. That's been a common practice to do that in the past. Uh, previously, men younger than 60 and women under 65 uh, five had post-mortem exams, even when their deaths were believed to be from natural causes. Those procedures are not required by any state or national standard, but they help families and public health officials better understand why people th- uh, die prematurely. But now the age cutoff is lower. Hennepin and Ramsey counties generally won't autopsy people in their mid to late 50s or 60s who apparently die of natural causes. After reviewing years of data, Dr. Andrew Baker, the Hennepin County Chief Medical Examiner, said he is not worried that this change will lead to missing any suspicious deaths. 
Minnesota panel tasked with picking a new state flag and seal saw a flurry of last-minute entries. The State Emblem Redesign Commission reported this week it received 2,633 entries during the one-month mm. submission period, with hundreds coming in the final day this week. The bulk, 85%, were contenders for a new flag, while the rest were submissions for a new state seal. Over the next month, the commission will narrow the field to five finalists, each for the flag and seal, and in December, it'll select winners. New designs will take hold next year unless the legislature votes to veto them. Submissions were required to reflect Minnesota's shared history, resources, and diverse cultural communities. Designers will not be eligible for a prize or monetary compensation if their idea gets picked. To be eligible, the designer had to be 18 or older. <laughs> Entries that contained obscene or profane wording. I wish I didn't have peripheral vision at this point. Entries that contain obscene what are you or profane. <laughs> hello. Well, quick hello, around. Hello. Hey, Entries that, that contain obscene or profane wording or imagery will be disqualified, as will likenesses <laughs> that represent only a single community. Poor person. I definitely need a break. Let's uh, let's talk to the mayor. Joe Sucher is. He looks at our big screen. Let's see what he's got to tell us. Joe, take it away. What's up, homie? How about Hi, Joe. Uh, our good friends at Mueller Memorial? I got oh, a note from oh a fellow who works at cemeteries and has gotten to know a lot of different mortuaries and morticians, and he ran into Scott Mueller. He knows Scott. Scott had a uh, was presiding over a ceremony or arranging it for a family, and he baked banana bread. But the is that right? Well, he'll do anything to make this a a, a time of less anxiety. But here's the rub: it was from the recipe of the matriarch of the family who had lost a loved one. So it really meant something to these people. Okay. He showed up with loaves of it. I don't know how you get the idea to do banana bread at a funeral, but that's not you know a, that's not it's not untypical it, of what Moeller will do. He has a new way Mueller. of uh, celebrating. What did I say? Moeller. How about Mueller? Moeller will do anything as well. He's banana bread. Right. Scott Mueller. I can right. picture Scott Mueller baking banana bread. I cannot picture Mark Moeller baking what banana bread. What about zucchini? No, but the, the point, the point is that Mueller has a different way to look at this. He helps you celebrate a life will well lived. That's right. And they've been doing it for three generations. I've known these people all my life, and they've... Uh, They've uh, really taken care of my own parents. Uh, my mother didn't go out with banana bread. She went out with bourbon. Ah, so, nice you know, they, What the hell? They can, they can, they was can, she behind the wheel? No, they can take care of that, too. <laughs> she was behind not the behind the wheel. Jesus, Joe. Uh, no, but uh, Scott set up a bar. It was great. You were oh, there. Okay. You saw it. it was, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Right. It was fantastic. It was I didn't want to leave. It was wonderful. Why is rookies still She here? went out with right. uh, bourbon and a Benson. very close to Mary Helen. And a Benson and Hedges in her yes. hand. Yes. You, know? hey, you so, need sober cab to leave a few. No, funeral. no. It's, it's not like that. Well, it's that's why you have the banana bread. Look, you get a hold of Mueller, you, you just work it out with him, all right? He'll take mm -hmm. care of the entire family. It's a tough time, but he knows how to make that a, a softer occasion. He's really a good guy. I've known him a long time. MuellerMemorial.com. Rook, um, Banana bread? You, you missed out, but before your arrival today, we were... Uh, we were trying to lay it down. I was trying to do it for, for time. Oh, my God. It was epic. It's, it's, no, this is, you need a bleep and sign. 
times ten. Yeah. And oh. remember, there's kids in the other yeah, room. Yeah, my boys are oh, sitting over here. Recording? Their mother we, will never talk. We've got them. Marine Barracks profanity oh. in the studio. Oh my gosh! So you were? Uh, I was reading a letter from some guy about how Mueller made banana bread and took it to the. I'll the, send it to you. Go do yard it. Okay, I, good. I, uh, got it. I Joe, uh, I mean John, can you do? Uh, can you do it? I am trying. Yes. What are you doing? Well, we, we're trying to see how what many screens we can doing? get up here. I don't know how, how you, you doing, do hey? that. Hey, how you doing? Hey, are you okay? Tony. I'm on two now. Forget about it. <laughs> All right. Take me off that damn thing. <laughs> how many Suchi boys are there? Hey, get me off that screen. Hey, hey, one too many. Joey saving that Hey, where's Joey up at Meatballs? <laughs> you want banana bread? I got your bleeping Somebody banana bread. Here. Sean, what are you doing to me here? There, I turned he's, it down. He's dried. Oh, you're using your phone. Brilliant. That's the only Joey thing bleeping I have. Meatballs. Joey bleeping meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> Look at now, I'm stacked. Yeah. Look at Kenny. Kenny's stacked. <laughs> well, I feel left out. I only have one. <laughs> and your head isn't even visible. Hey, right. Joey meatballs. Oh, just so you know, the big man texted me when Liz was here. Yeah. I just said, he goes, 1 p.m.? Question mark. Yeah. I said, oh, I forgot. Crap. Oh, I said, we're overloaded. Right. I said, bleep it. Flip Will. I almost said the F word. Flip Wilson. See you Monday. See you Monday, Flip. So. It'd probably be a good day to have him, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, I get it. But Bobby but, Knight died. And, uh, oh, crap. You know. Yeah, I don't want to work too hard here, Chris. You missed well, a good party last night. You know, Pat had me on the VIP list. Yeah. Uh, David Downing was there. Stacy was there. What party? A stork fest. It was our fundraiser. Oh, yeah. And Pat Mancini, when he gets a microphone and a guitar in his hand, becomes, it's Jekyll and Hyde. You're kidding. It's Jekyll and Hyde. We're singing Sweet Caroline. He's got a little ladder. He comes over to me, oh, stands I'm up out. on the, yep. he's just, it, no, it was, he. they did some good tunes. They did some good 70 tunes. We'll skip that. We'll skip that. Yeah. Well, yes, we sir. can do yes. it one day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can he sing? Well, John, can yeah. There's other Bobby people in the Knight band, so he's not just the only singer. Does Cassetta play drums? Uh, Cassetta was not there, but I think he might be part of that band. Yeah. John, we, there's, we, there's, a, like, there's like 15 of them. They're not we like, lost you, John. There's a bunch of oh, them. Oh, I'm sorry. You know why? I was but they had a great you. sound. Uh, their saxophone guy is fantastic, and they got a guitar guy. Uh, he was pretty good. Johnny Height would be a better critique. But I'm getting an echo. He was... Check one, two, check one, two. Sibilance, sibilance, sip, they don't do Hello? any of their own songs, do they? No, they just do covers. But it's fun. They had the whole crowd. People were dancing. It's causing me great anxiety. What? There's too many faces. It's like a, it's like a Zoom meeting. We're here to talk about your performance. Yes, next week. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, let me run something by you here. Uh, we're going to circle back on this one. Uh, hey. Hey, what were you gonna, I forgot completely that these two kids were sitting out hey, there. You didn't oh, the remember what we were well, going to tell Joe? I did. Joe, what were you tell Joe? We need to talk about your performance. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what did he say? They were both sitting in your chair, and I Joey said, "This sounds like an interrogation. We're here to talk about your performance." I said, "You need to say that to Joe yeah. when he gets here." Yeah, today. we're yeah. here to talk about your right. performance. Today. Way to go! Now go back. Good hey, job. Yeah. Uh, when was your birthday? Yeah, did you have pizza? All right. All right. Is it your birthday today? It is. It is. It is? Yeah. What are you, 90? 46. I'm I'm over halfway to 90. God, I turn 55 next month. 55. 55. When's the colonoscopy? 
I don't know. They have to call me back. Well, do you have to have a date for it? Do a video yeah, chat. Gonna, the the, the Alina has to call me back. Joe wants a video chat when you're doing it. Uh, yeah, can yes. you do that uh, via Zoom? Yeah, Could I you just turn around <laughs> and show them the... Get out in there. Here's a gravel road right Let's here. Let's go. <laughs> God. Yikes. Oh, my God. Copy that. Yeah, All right. in, Doc. Oh, okay. Keep her going. The whole fist up there. It's like a, uh, it's like the no, it's like the 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 electric snake that I bought or rented from ABC. Just like, yeah, you haven't done this yet, have you? And then it bogs down and quits. Let me turn on the let me turn on the churner. It's all bent. It's all bent. Well, that's pretty it seems disgusting. To be burning up. Okay, oh, maybe we should. You know, hey, uh, I need a Minnesota Masonic here, Rook. What have I done? I don't know. You deserve this. Joe, you love us and you know no, it. No, I don't. <laughs> Let's wrap this up, Suchi boy. No, we're not wrapping this, anything We still up. got more news, this don't we? This guy got stuff and I got stuff. Joe Suchere. We're done here. We're done. Are we? No. Thanks, GLers. Yeah, goodbye, Thanks, Kenny. Guys, go, have a great time. go shoot deer. Here's Johnny Height. No, here's <laughs> I think, I think oh, I'm going to chime in Rook first. Because yeah. I want to uh, straighten something out. Yesterday... I don't remember what I called it, but for the Minnesota Masonic, it's transitional care unit. That's what TCU, and that's where our guy Skilly is doing a great job of repairing. Now, if you didn't know anything about Minnesota Masonic before Skilly went there, he's healing. You can go to mnmasonichomes.org. Their Homes Historic Campers offers a 100-bed transitional care unit, TCU, that accommodates seven days per week therapy. One of Minnesota's finest traditional facilities, Minnesota Masonic's Home TCU provides a healing environment with the private or semi-private rooms and restaurant-style extended hours dining. I might have to just hurt my leg to go down there. And while our guests come come there for the exceptional care delivered by the nursing staff and therapy teams, they rave over other amenities, including Town Square, Bono, on-site beautician, manicure, and massage therapy services. Now, if you want more information, just go to mnmasonichomes.org. Now, Joe Sushri is going to repeat everything that I said about Minnesota Masonic Homes. Doesn't he remind you of, like, your grandpa with the bad hearing? Hey, check out the nose on this guy. And the guy's like a foot away. Huh? What kind <laughs> is it? It's about 230. 952-948-7000. Thanks to Johnny and his team over there for being great sports. MNMasonicCharities.org. I, uh, I'm going to add to your ad, if you don't mind, Rook. Because uh, I saw Skilly this morning posted on Facebook, Goodbye, Masonic Home. Thank you for all the most wonderful caregivers one could ever ask for. I highly recommend them if you or your loved ones ever in need of transitional care. And there's a big picture of Skilly smiling in front of the building. So, nice so he's job, okay. Michael. He's okay. And yeah. it's funny because he did say in one of the texts that when he checked in, he said, the Rook sent me, and he got the same look that Judd Evans got from the Tom Thumb right. guy. <laughs> What's that, some kind of code? Well, the word will be out at Minnesota Masonic now. <laughs> Judd Evans, hey, uh, hey the code. Rook sent me. What's that, some kind of code? He puts his chili and his bread on his... In oh, other boy. news, uh, apparently this is a big story. I, I have no interest in it, but I better read this story, I guess. Huh? A jury has found Sam Bankman freed guilty of all seven criminal counts against him. He was the founder of FTX. Remember them? They were cryptocurrency. That's he fake faced, money. Hmm. He faces 115 years in prison. Uh, Bankman Freed is the 31-year-old son. Are we going to go after of- all of his campaign uh, donations, John, or are we just going to let that slide? Uh, well... 
You'd have to go both sides. I don't think either side's going to go for that, Chris. The 31-year-old son of two Stanford legal scholars and graduate of the Massachusetts. Yes. No, he's right, Chris. He's absolutely right. That affects the third rail. They're not going to go after that. No way. Anyway. Him specifically, but that's fine. That's fine. Was con- yeah, that's... Go ahead, John. Yeah, I, I've got to get sides. something for Bono here. Are you getting FYI'd? Both, both sides. Both sides he, he contributed to. He had pleaded not guilty to the charges, which were all tied to the collapse late last year of FTX and sister hedge fund Alameda. The month-long trial was highlighted by testimony from the government's key witnesses, including Caroline Ellison, his ex-girlfriend, and the former head of Alameda. Former Memphis police officers plead, uh, police officer, excuse me, pleaded guilty yesterday in the fatal beating of Tyree Nichols in exchange for prosecutors recommending a 15-year sentence, becoming the first of five officers charged in the case to admit guilt. Desmond Mills Jr. entered his plea during a hearing at the Memphis Federal Courthouse as part of a larger agreement under which he will also plead guilty to related charges in state court. Caught on police video, the brutal beating of Nichols in January was one in a string of violent encounters between police in the South. The five former officers also charged were black, as was the victim. Mills and four other former police department officials were charged in federal court with using excessive force, failing to intervene, deliberate indifference, and conspiring to lie. After the beating, Mills and other officers failed to tell responding medics that they had beaten Nichols, instead saying he was on drugs. Meanwhile, among themselves, they discussed taking turns hitting Nichols, hitting him with straight haymakers, and everybody, quote, rocking Nichols. During the conversations, the officers discussed hitting Nichols to make him fall and observed that when Nichols did not fall, they believed they were about to kill him. One of the officers used hand signals to indicate to Mills that his body camera was still recording. Mills took the camera off and placed it in the back of the patrol car. Ratings figures show this year's World Series was the least watched Oof. since records of such things. I can't happened. believe these numbers, John. I just can't and believe they're it. Horrible. My God. Viewership of the World Series was below the previous low average of 9.95 million. That was set back in the 2020 series. The uh, TV audience dropped by 23% from last year's World Series. Oh, that's horrible. Uh, Of every game of the World Series, only the final contest surpassed 10 million viewers, with Game 3 having set the record for the least-watched game on record at 8.13 million viewers. The postseason averaged 4.4 million viewers across Fox, TBS, and ESPN, which was down about 8% from last season. You know what this means, There's right? There's some huh. really serious linking to be done here, but go ahead. No, I agree with you completely. Yeah, I know where absolutely. you're going, but what's going to end up happening, you watch. This is the last time we're going to see this on one of the major networks. Mm-hmm. It's either going to be no, on it, it won't It's happen. either going to be on cable or it's going to be something on a stream. I guarantee uh, it's coming. Isn't it just as simple as nobody wants to see either one of those teams? I want them both to lose. Well, it's become a regional sport in that sense. I'm sure the ratings were through the roof in both Arizona and in Texas. Uh, beyond that, it, we have you know, these regional situations. My linking was more the idea, is, has, is America done with this pastoral, peaceful game? It doesn't fit our consciousness anymore. It's not culturally adequate for the kind of screwed up country we've become. You're seeing uh, it trickle down to kids not even wanting to play uh, the game. Uh, I mean, I just think it's a marvelous game. And uh, uh, 
This is, is it the this dominance? Is, this is criminal. These is, are, is these it, are these, that zero people watch this. But isn't it, could it be just as simple as uh, America would rather watch football and screw yes. baseball? It's yes. boring. Yeah, because football yeah. reflects the anger and the angst and the uh, violence and everything else. Yeah. yeah. The uh, I bet the Thursday young- night. I bet whatever football game was on when there was a world. Well, in fact, in baseball. Uh, tiptoes around football and tries yep. not to even have a right. World Series game on right. when there's a football game. There would not have been a World Series game, for example, last night had we been. had to go back to Texas. And there right. wouldn't be a game Sunday had Correct. we had to go back to Texas. The final game would have been Saturday mm-hmm. if needed. They have they avoided football. They didn't play last Sunday. Right. Right. Correct. And, no and Sunday they, game. But they did play Monday. They did, yep. Yep. and that was uh, I bet Monday Night Football out outdrew them. Well, that was oh. game. What John just said, that was game three. Oh yeah, we, yeah. We yeah. watched baseball. Neither one of us care about football. I care about football, but oh. I I'm, ah. I'm going to watch the World Series. The uh, I went and looked historically at some numbers uh, in the late seventies into the eighties. There was forty million per game. Really? Wow. We're, da- we're down from forty million to eight million. I understand there's a lot of things streaming, etc., that go into the numbers. What would have uh, been in 1960? There was no numbers available count? then. Oh. No, they didn't count then. But uh, I'm sure they would have been huge, huge. Anyway, well, oh, it's a sad note, isn't it? Is. Well, I, I have a, a a child, as you guys know, and he's uh, in his upper 20s, and he says none of his friends knew that there was a team in Texas except Houston. Oh, wow. He said he said he had friends ask him. Who, who's this Texas team? I thought Houston was the Texas. Wow. Team. Well, that's inexcusable. They're just oh, idiots. Yeah. Then. Wow. Yeah. Well, so. don't take the well, world. Don't. No, they're not idiots. No, they're idiots, Kenny. <laughs> okay, You're wrong. Joke. So just oh. keep quiet. Ro- oh, okay. I was just going to okay. say, don't take the world serious. Wait, that's it. The world serious. Okay. Don't you remember so, that commercial? Anyway, Abner back to Double Kenny. Day? Abner Doubleday. No, that's when I, he invented I, the world serious. I don't remember. Carefree gum. Okay then. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I don't remember that. Yeah, you should. I don't either. It's new, new data from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention show that youth smoking is at a historic low. With just 1.9% of high schoolers lighting up in the past month. That's youth, too bad. Youth, well, that's because vaping is off the chart. No, well, actually, youth vaping is also at its lowest oh, level in okay. a decade. At they 10%. don't know what they're missing. It, it, <laughs> nothing Honest will make you God. happier in life oh than God. smoking. Kids, don't listen and to this if idiot. You start, a, he drives a green card. He doesn't know what he's talking right. about. If you start in your teens, you've got a good 40 to 50 years <laughs> in front of you. Of nothing but pleasure. I can't wait till my two children get home today and their mom's going to say, what'd you learn today? Well, Uncle Joe used a lot of bad yeah. words and Uncle Kenny told me I should start smoking. <laughs> Best you know, thing you know, could uh, ever do. Best thing. You know what the mayor of South St. Paul sent me? What's that, Joe? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to reveal him. Oh. He sent me his Halloween uh, display. Oh. Well, he had a bowl of cigarettes with a sign that said, Take one only, please, right. and leave the matches. <laughs> I wonder if they did. <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> Box the clown. Future governor. Uh, smoke-free kids, society. Go to school. Go to school, kids. Don't do what I do. Don't do what I do. A smoke-free society is defined usually as one where cigarette smoking is below 5% of the population. If you apply that standard to youth now... The U.S. has achieved what's being called a smoke-free generation. 
in Florida and talk about picking the wrong guy. And Auburndale, Florida man pointed a firearm at an off-duty Florida Highway Patrol trooper while driving Uh-oh. next to him on the Polk Parkway last Sunday. The Florida Highway Patrol said it was about 3.55 in the afternoon. 32-year-old Matthew Timothy Ryder got agitated due to slow-moving traffic on SR-570, focused his attention on the trooper in his personal vehicle. The trooper was dressed in normal clothes, family members in his personal car. Ryder was driving a red Chevy pickup truck. He began driving alongside the trooper, speeding up and slowing down, yelling, using hand gestures, despite the trooper ignoring him. Then Ryder pulled a firearm out, first displaying it, then pointing it at the trooper. The trooper quickly reported the incident, but they couldn't find his car on the highway. Instead, the FHP went to his home where they later arrested him. Ryder is charged with three counts each of unlawful display of a weapon and aggravated assault with a weapon. That's not enough. He should lose his rights forever. Mm-hmm. Be done with him. Yeah. Maybe the trooper was a bad driver. It doesn't matter that you do not get to do that under any circumstances. Well, of course you don't. Even if wrong has been done to you, you lose your, in my, in Kenny's world, you lose your right forever. What if you're just super frustrated? Yep. No. Gone. Okay. Forever. Okay. Gonzo. Got it. And Cedar Fair and Six Flags are merging to create a large amusement park operator with operations that spread across 17 U.S. states and three countries. This new combined company will be worth more than $3.5 billion. Wow. 27 amusement parks, 15 water parks, nine resort properties in the U.S., Canada, and Mexico. It will also have entertainment partnerships and a portfolio of intellectual property, including Looney Tunes, DC Comics, and Peanuts. Amusement parks have seen an uptick. I said uptick. In revenue. but have struggled to raise attendance since the pandemic, even as other entertainment sectors have bounced back. A tie-up between the two huge players ex- is expected to at least lower costs for both companies. Oh, no. Oh, no. We got what a pencil do down. Well, you, I you got several. You need one? Here yeah. it is. Y'all got a pencil down? Johnny, that's fantastic well, news. Well, thank you, Joe. That's just wonderful. Thank you. And uh, the Center of the American Experiment has some news. They've selected the final four nominees for the 2023 Golden Turkey Award, uh, which is awarded to ridiculous Minnesota state spending. A great field this year to choose from. $500 million on a new state office building. $186 grand to study flying squirrels. $190 Five million dollars on the empty Northern Lights Express train and twelve million on the governor's mansion. You can vote. You can vote on your choice right now at AmericanExperiment.org slash golden turkey. The winner will be announced live on GL on Wednesday, November twenty second. My my uh, choice didn't make it. Mine was the surplus. Okay. Squandering eighteen billion dollars. Pretty big turkey. Uh, but that five hundred million dollar office building ain't bad. Uh, they're doing it without ever taking a vote on the floor of the House or Senate. Most of the employees at the Minnesota House of Representatives still haven't returned to office since COVID. But that's not stopping them from building a Taj Mahal, costing double what they spent on the entire Capitol building renovations. We are poorly led, people. We're, uh, we're being taken down the wrong road by these people. Vote today at... AmericanExperiment.org slash Golden Turkey.
I'm going to read these two emails that will set up this uh, Bono thing. You know you sent me the whole interview. Well, can you cut it down? I found a different clip because I knew what you wanted. I didn't send you anything. I forwarded you what emailers sent. Oh, <clears throat> yeah. okay. So you didn't. Yeah. Has anybody here read a book called Fight Club? Yes. Was... I know you. Have. Yeah, it's about these guys that join a club and all they do is fight. Wasn't that a movie? <laughs> it's pretty boring. Yeah, uh, it was turned into a movie. Punch and blood, broken nose. There's a, a site I follow on Twitter called Historic Vids, and this moron just said my favorite book movie of all time is Fight Club. I don't think I can follow this guy anymore. No, I wouldn't. That uh, that's that's so disappointing to hear. I have a ghoulish attraction to uh, the Smithsonian show airline dis airplane disasters. Oh, I can't watch that. I know, but they had oh. one the other night. It was really this? fascinating. Uh, Air Quant Qantas, which has never crashed. Qantas never crashed. It left right. Singapore flying to Perth. Yeah. Beautiful, sunny, calm day. Okay. They're flying over the Indian Ocean. Set the table. Three times the plane went into free fall. The broken bones, the flight attendant still wounded, concussion. Nobody died, and the plane landed. But three times on the flight, the plane plummeted. And if you weren't strapped in, you went right through the ceiling, and there are holes. They could see the holes where people's Always heads were. Always buckle up. Always yeah. buckle up. The, the gist of it was... They, it took them forever to find a computer error. The computer was sending the wrong signal to the equipment on the plane to the point where the pilot could not manually fly it because the computer wouldn't let him. Then the computer relented and let him. Then he started flying again, and then all of a sudden, whoo, down again. AI. It's, uh, it's, was it uh, recent? Yeah. And, and the day after that happened, it was an Airbus 380. And, uh, oh, it wasn't the MAX. The, uh, no. Jesus. It happened again the next day, and I, well, I, can only, I didn't. It was a World Series game. So I had to click back to the World Series, and I don't know... Well, obviously. What do, you mean, what do you mean the next day? These idiots sent it back up? No, another one reported the same oh, thing. Oh, and oh. so I, I didn't get the ending, but I presume they they put all 380s in dry dock until they got that fixed. But, you know, you're not even flying. Those guys up there are just sitting there. Right. Wow. Well, do you, don't you remember the Far Side cartoon? Well, where the pilots get on the uh, intercom and say, "Hey, folks, uh, sit back. We're going to have a little turbulence coming up here pretty soon." And then the other guy takes the controls and he's going, <laughs> and they're both laughing really hard. It's uh, it's That's sick. funny. It's sick, but it's That's far sighted. Sad. What happened was this plane paused. Yeah, three times. Three times. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't either. I would not watch that. That would give me. Um, I don't know. I said if I'm I have ever... a ghoulish attraction to it. Yeah. Huh. Fratelloni's hardware. Oh. So I got a son-in-law as a pilot. I grilled him about that, and he said, "I don't know." There, there's a switch for that. Yeah. That was his answer. They, 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 they could have pressed a okay. switch. Those of course, guys. reinforcing all of your confidence in the airlines. Right. Those things are just built like brick. Uh, there's a switch. Trap houses. I, I know this will shock you, but they had a bunch of lawsuits from that, Joe. I was just looking it up. I bet but they, they did. They settled in What year was it, John? It was 2008, and they settled the lawsuits in 2018. Does it say <clears> they <throat> ever solved the problem? They must have. Uh, yeah, that's what I started looking for, and I didn't yeah. find that. Are those yeah. piles of crap still uh, in service? Oh, yeah. They're purchased by Sun Country. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. Basically, these planes are foolproof.
They're bulletproof. Right. Right. Uh, it, maybe airplanes are like cars. The older they are, the better they are. Put me in a DC-3, and I know I'm going to get there. Because you know what? When you look at the control panel, it says windshield wipers. <laughs> right. So you know what you're right. dealing with. AM, right. FM radio, right. drive, reverse. <laughs> you got else? the Prindle. You got you park. Reverse, yeah. neutral, yeah. drive, yeah. Prindle. Back, back when we used to have fun and in the low. studio when you and Patrick had no idea what was going on, Rookie had just started at the airport. And Kenny, all he could do was just rip the hell out of Sun Country, just make fun of Rookie. And he says, what does it take one of those crap oh, cats a week to get to Houston? I remember this. Yeah. Yeah. Stop every 300 yes. miles for gas. Yes. Yes, every, everybody's got a chip in for gas. <laughs> hey, I'm running in. Anybody need a sandwich? <laughs> Give me a pack of smokes. Stopping at room gas bathroom. stations. Oh you do God. head count before you get loaded up. There. <laughs> like you're on a field trip to a football yeah. game. Yeah. We got 136. Let's go. We're supposed to have 137, but he didn't come back yet. Oh, my yeah. God. He's still in the bathroom. Let's go here. Joey, you mean, ready? Scramble. Uh, I mean. Oh, crap. You still have a thing, don't you? What thing? I still need um, wait, center. You just did no, center. I did center. I'm done. You are done. Yeah. Am I done yet? Are we done yet? Let's not dink around here. It's Friday. Can we yeah, also please, yeah, please, 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 please promote the um, town council? The town council, please. You see that Wolf uh, Wolfgang Van Halen picture in the Star Tribune today? Guys, yeah. he looked like Rosie O'Donnell. Oh God! Pretty good. <laughs> All right, I'm rolling. <laughs> Finally, thank God today is Friday. T G T I Friday. A couple of emailers had the same thought. They heard us discussing Summit Avenue and the unfortunately anticipated destruction of the avenue as we know it to create the elevated bike pass. And uh, we were surmising that maybe what's under attack is the just the opulence of it. You know, the aspirational dreams that people have of one day living on Summit Avenue, and to a democratic socialist, that would be antithetical. They couldn't stand for that. And two different emailers had the same thought. I'll read you uh, Ted's. On today's show, you and the staff were talking about the Mysterians that want to destroy the heritage of Summit Avenue due to what what it represents. Below is a YouTube link to a segment of the Conan O'Brien show from September of 2021. If you fast forward to 6.32 and listen for the next 15 seconds, have you done that, Chris? Yeah. All right. You will hear Bono talk about the differences between life in the U.S. versus Ireland in regards to wealth. I remember seeing this. Yeah, yeah he was on the Conan O'Brien show. Right. Two things come to mind when I first heard this clip. First, I wonder whether Bono would say the same thing now, two years later. Second thought, we sure are moving in the direction of North Ireland in a hell of a hurry. This is, uh, this is very interesting, given how rapidly the mystery has taken over America. 
I wanted to ask you something I, I've been curious about. I've encountered this, you know, being an Irish person, I've encountered it a little bit myself, which is there is an Irish mentality, which is good for you, but don't get a big head. Meaning they, they, they are happy for you, but it's a very tricky culture where they, they kind of, they don't want you to get too big. And I think this must be a problem for you guys because you're some of the biggest stars in the world, but you go home to your country. Do you encounter that feeling ever? You know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's an amazing place to escape to. And Ireland is really, it's a really cool place to live and to bring up your kids and all of that kind of thing. But one of the reasons is because Irish people are so messy. And um, it's very different than in America. In America, you know, you look up the mansion on the hill and you say, you know, one day I'm going to live in that mansion. In, in, in Dublin, where we come from, especially on the north side, people look at the mansion on the hill and go, one day... I'm going to get that son of a bitch. <laughs> That's what's happening. Yep. Yeah. That was two years. I wonder if Bono would say the same thing. This was in 2005. Oh, I thought it was 2021. No, this was 2005. He oh, said that. that. Okay. Never mind. Then no, was... but, but still, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, Boy, yeah. Garage Logic in 2005, huh? Jeff Bezos has moved from Washington State to Florida. There's no taxes in Florida. I wonder why he's doing that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Six months in a day. Does, and, is it true that the former Mrs. Bezos has basically given every cent away that she acquired? Uh, she in is. The, well, they're one percenters for sure, but they. Um, but whatever she received. That her, new Mrs. Bezos? No, no, no. The former Mrs. Bezos. Whatever she received in their divorce no settlement. Way. I thought I read somewhere a while back that she had basically given away a, 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 a big portion of that. That guy must be the world's most complete dork. Okay. Bezos. Okay. To, to parade that talent of his around like that, it just, just shows me that... You know, we're still doing the show, right? Yeah. Okay. What a move. Mackenzie <laughs> um, Scott says she's given away another chunk of her fortune, more than $2.7 billion, along with the $1.7 billion announced in July 20 and $4.2 billion in December. Huh. She can I, has can given, I give you a little tip? She seems like she's a gal kept a bill or two. Yeah. I wonder, land she, under feet? Yeah. She would like me. She should meet me. John, will you call up this day in history, she's 50. please? Sure. I got it. All right. I'm good. Yeah. When was this? No, it's good to go, John. Only because they come to us all the way from Mirador, San Jose, Ecuador, from the traveling Lymans. It's this day in history. You can find the Lymans at worldwidewaftage.com. I wonder where they'll go next, but we'll find out. On this day, November November 3rd, in 1831, Ignatius Donnelly was born in Philadelphia. He arrived in Minnesota in 1857 and built a mansion at Nininger. Near Hastings. He later served as first lieutenant governor of the state and as a representative, and a representative of the legislature in Congress. <laughs> An author on uh, various topics, Donnelly opposed business monopolies in the in weekly, the weekly paper. paper Anti-Monopolist. attested that Francis Bacon wrote Shakespeare's plays. In the yeah. great cryptogram advanced the then outlandish theory that a giant comet had once struck the earth in Ragnarok, the age of fire and gravel, and argued for the existence of Plato's fabled island in Atlantis. 
the antediluvian world. Yes, I'm sorry. I didn't add that part. On this day, November 3rd, in 1895, a fire began in a flour mill and destroyed the town of Walcott in Rice County. Mm-hmm. Walcott had prospered for nearly 50 years, but the community decided not to rebuild. On this day in 1908. I know where Walcott is. Good. On this day in 1908. 1103. <laughs> Bronislav Bronco Nagurski was born in Ontario. In 1929, he was named All-American as both defensive tackle. And offensive fullback for the Gophers. The, the only, only player. player to be named All-American to two positions in the same year. He later played for the Chicago Bears. Football team and performed as a professional wrestler. Just flawless. After his retirement from sports, he operated a service station in his hometown of International Falls. Mm-hmm. Didn't we do a crabby about him, John? We did. Bronco Nagurski, did we? Yeah, early on we did. What Boy, happened to that show? On this um, day. <laughs> I tried to tune in, but I didn't hear anything. <laughs> on this day. On November in 1959, the Wilson and Company packing house strike began in Albert Lee. Lasting 109 days, it received national attention. That's it? That's it. Big finish. On this should have day made something up. in 1989, <laughs> something happened in sports. This day in 1989, uh, Timberwolves Twins. related? Yeah, they played their first, first game. game, losing to Seattle 106 to 94. At the Dome? Uh, John, what's that? Yes. What comes that's, after 94? That's all it 95. says. It's the last thing. 94. Okay. <laughs> on this day in 19. <laughs> on this day. Really losing, uh, isn't he? No, boy, on this day in 1992. <laughs> Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Yes. Lawyer yes. Alan Page was elected to Associate Justice of the State Supreme Court, the first African American to so serve. Normally, judges are appointed by the governor. But, but unusual uh, circumstances led to a direct election. Voters undoubtedly recalled Page's career with the Minnesota player. Vikings and his election to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, as well as his work, his work. Okay. as assistant. As assistant. Have we ever had Alan Page on? Yes. Oh, yeah. I've got well, a photo Pat of and I have. Joe and Pat with him at, with Justice Page. And oh, finally, and okay. finally, Thanks. what happened on this day in 1998? November 3rd. I was recovering huh? from a mm. massive bender in Mankato. Yeah. Um, first week in November 1998. Think about it. I might have been oh! blackout drunk that day. No, Governor Ventura. Former professional oh. wrestler Jesse the Body All Ventura right, won the gubernatorial election. The Democratic... La- uh, farmer, labor, and Republican candidates split, split much, of, much the of the vote. And Reform Party candidate Ventura, who had been mayor of Brooklyn Center and... No, Mayor Brooklyn Park. I'm sorry. Brooklyn Park and... And, and, and host of a radio talk show on KSDP in the Twin Cities. Takes, the, takes prize. the prize. Ventura would later switch his affiliation to Independence Party of Minnesota, Minnesota and his administration focused on education and tax reform. Fill in the blank. This See, we're going to do the uh, this day now. I don't know what happened to Let's do Saturday uh, and Sunday. Uh, Tom, uh, this is the first time he sent me a series that uh, they don't print. That's definitely his fault and not you because you are an uh, ace with the printer. And That's upon right. Thank you. receiving 
the winning notification. What did Governor Ventura say? You tell Suchin Royce that I did it. <laughs> I'm governor. <laughs> I'm going to be governor. That's right what the poor basher was thinking we were, of. That's was, the only reason he ran. God. In the yeah. room, in their in the family room and back on the monitors. I was standing next to him when she says, what did you get me into? And then he turned and said, hey, you tell Such and Royce I did it. They said I couldn't do it. <laughs> love that guy. I love that guy. Uh, hey, how can you not? How can you not? Before we go, Chris, uh-huh. I am looking uh, at a image of Walcott, a satellite image. Is it just a field? Basically, yeah. It's just a field southeast of Faribault. Yep, it's right, right on Highway 60, right? right Is there off. a marker or anything? There used to be a manufacturing plant that was named after the township, but I don't oh. even know if that's there anymore. Oh, wait a minute. This is the uh, this day in history. The fire destroyed Walcott, and they did not rebuild. Right. Didn't so rebuild, there is no you know? current Walcott. No, but I know exactly where well, that is. Well, how do you? You weren't here. Well, <laughs> I'm Jesus. Fr- my folks' farm is about six seconds from well, there. Well, is there a plaque? It's right there. Yes, here lies the fire you, you of Wilson. No, Walcott. 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 Walcotter. So, uh, also, don't forget November 3rd, uh, Chris Reaver's birthday. Happy birthday, Chris. Thanks, John. Oh, we don't do also, also, my son is Dylan. Dylan Height. So. Oh, happy, happy birthday, birthday Dylan. Dylan and Reavers. Isn't that something? What are you doing for your birthday tonight? Uh, let's see. Boys, what are we doing? Making up stories of what Joe didn't say. (laughs) You got to play that for these guys. Oh, I will. I will. Hey, don't forget Tattersall. It's brought to us by our friends at Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities. RSVP. You have to be a town council member, and you also have to RSVP. Both of those can be done online at garagelogic.com. It's going to be a blast, and we may have a special guest that will be in attendance later to announce. Oh, wow. Fun. For what? Hello. Patterson. Special guest? Yeah. Sign up for the town council at garagelogic.com. Town We're council having month. a town council meeting. $100 right. a year. It's a small price to pay. Also, while you're at garagelogic.com, click on the uh, talk shop. Great garb. You can, do you think he can wait 15 seconds? God, he just, it's like we, um, we have to hit the button because the light went on. Six. Have a good weekend. It. What is wrong with you? Have you ever had a doctor look into your brain? <laughs> what in the yeah, world? Look at that. You are effed up. Yep, you really are. Jeez, Joe. Right, I have to run. I go back to the airport. Holy crap, it's 143. That's what I'm saying. Holy crap. I'll be saving that stuff, Larry. Oh, yeah. time. Rook, you don't want a little... I'll give you a little taste no. on Monday. Oh, yeah. Give me a little taste on Monday. See you guys. See you, Rook. Bye. I do love that she busted your balls, though. That was pretty yeah. funny. Does she always come in like this? <laughs> yeah. Yes, he does, Liz. Actually, to tell you the truth, I was in the other studio working on GL 24-7. Were you? Yeah, I was. Working on lunch. You had a... No, I did not have lunch here. Dang it. You had uh, a really good diversity show. It's five segments. I got two of them done. Posted. Uh, Chris, I sent you my timesheet before I got the it. show. Yes, okay. I got it. Good. Will you please thank send me you. news stories. Oh, thank you. I would have forgotten. I know. Liz Collin. Hang on. I got to get out to Scoonies. Yep. You're already done? What? You got to help me do that ad next week when Kenny's gone. What ad? Scoonies. 
I got to get out to Scoonies and get tires. Right. Uh, okay, is that what you want in the title? Liz Collin in studio. Yep. Discussing. Talking about her book, They're Lying, T-H-E-Y apostrophe R-E. Do I do a semicolon there? No. No? Close, close. They're, they're lying. Yep. And her new film. Wait, is that the whole title? Of the book? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. They're lying. Okay. And her new film, The Fall of Minneapolis. Do I do quotations on that too? Mm-hmm. The Fall of Minneapolis. It talks about leaves. Then John Height, and that's about it, because she was the whole show, basically. Right. Uh, Joseph, oh. do you want me to work every day next week? Because Kenny's not here. That's Bill, going. yes. Okay. I, Bill I the hell out of him. Bill the hell out of him. Yep. Johnny. Yeah, that'd be great. Height with okay, I just wanted to make sure I need plan, so. Heard on. Uh, yeah, don't make any doctor appointments for noon. Right. November 26th, I will not be here. The Monday after, or 27th. Oh, uh, Monday after Thanksgiving, because Lori's got I, an appointment. Yeah, and okay. I need to take the Wednesday before Thanksgiving off. We will be traveling. We all do, actually. Those are always fun shows. They're festive. Nah, let's take them off. It's oh. more fun to not do a show. The worst day to bartend. Actually, it's not that bad. It's not as bad as it was Halloween. a great day to play in bands. A great night, night before the great night when the college kids come home. Yeah, like my favorite night of the year for about nine minutes. Then they're gone, but <laughs> the minute they take a shower and change clothes, throw their laundry in the washing machine, yeah. eat something, and then they're at the bar with their buddies. One time, Andy came home from Marquette on a private plane. He hitched a ride with, the, not a jet. I mean, it was like a crop duster. Oh. And he, he somehow he knew this guy, and the guy was going to Minneapolis, and he got in the plane with him. You're kidding. No. Where'd they fly to Signature? Uh, St. Paul. Isn't that Signature? I don't know. It's getting built a long time ago. <laughs> and now I'm witnessing... The kids I used to have anticipating the return of their, their kids, kids on the night before. You should start showing up at their house. Thanksgiving. <laughs> on Wednesday night. Well, I'm heading out to Scoonies. Well, is, wait, Andy's the only one with college kids, right? No, uh, Emily's kids are freshmen in college. Oh. One of her kids. Ben's truck should be up there. Would he get that? Oh, his window. Yeah. That would be. Is, is it getting to the point for him that he's basically going to have to leave the windows open? Well, he lives in a nice neighborhood. Yeah, he does. But that street he's on is the main drag, so I think it's easy for him to just drive around. 50th? Well, we don't have to give it away, but, you know, <laughs> you know the neighborhood. Huh. All right, boys. I'll say hello to Scoonie for you. I just got a notice for my license online. I've never gotten that before. You guys ever get those? I my license sent, expires in January. You guys, I just sent in a check for my tabs yeah. on the vehicle I just bought. Yes. 
$446. That's, that's robbery. I just got one from my, I think 163 or something like that. It's robbery when you figure it's on top of sales tax, income yeah. tax, property tax, everything. everything. Tank. Yeah. Yeah. This state, this state is corrupt. And that was one good thing about uh, the wrestler is he got rid of that he as did. soon as You're he right. was gone. Jesse did get rid of that. You're yeah. right. As soon as he was gone, they put it back in place. It's just a Chevy Traverse. It's not even. It's. All right. See you Monday. See you, hey. Rock. See you, boys. Good to see you. Those things are so <laughs> shitty that Chevy should pay that for you. Listen. Let's <laughs> give them the tutorial on what they're not allowed to repeat. Can't go home and say a Good Lord, Joe. God almighty. You know what, though? They're so good, they they will not. Because, in fact, even if we'll watch a movie or we'll see something. We watched that Kelsey Brothers thing there. They go, boys, we're not allowed to repeat any of that. And they won't if I tell them not. They will not. They're, in fact, they're, when you go home, you say, boy, they struggled through the show today because Joe wasn't even there. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, don't make them. No, no you can't do that. Right, because they're going to be lying. Yeah, no, don't don't make up lies. Just oh, because funny. if it's never said, it's not a lie, right? Oh. We'll see you, Ken. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, hold on. <laughs> 